I get my nom, nom, nom on with the my top chicks and we will eat on, eat on the weekly dish. Hey, I'm Steph March. Amped up. Yeah, you're like, your voice just went like six octaves higher. (laughs) Hi, this is Stephanie Hanson. I have coffee. (laughs) I have my computer. I have my friend Stephanie March. What more does a girl need? All you need. We have Sunny filling in for Hope, which is also excellent. Sunny, did you have your inaugural Lori Julia fill in journey? What do you mean? Did you fill in with uh, Miss Shannon? I heard. Yes, yes. I yes. got a text. I was like, Miss Shannon's on the radio right now with Sonny. <laughs> that was fun, yeah. Yeah, congratulations yeah. on that. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, Stephanie has posted a very provocative question this morning on is the it, Facebook page. Is it page. ringing it up? I was driving. Yeah, Stephanie texted me. <laughs> our favorite. This was when I worked with Ian and Marjorie. Yeah. Ian used to text sometimes and say, coming in hot, coming in hot. And he'd literally like the commercial or the opening would end and he would sit down in the chair. So Steph was like, coming in hot, ran into some traffic this morning. I ran into some small town traffic, like in my own town where there's like a giant flag hanging in front of our, uh, like a massive flag hanging in front of our fire station. But there was a car back up and I was in the cut and there was like trucks backing up and I was like, oh my God, I've been sitting here for five (laughs) minutes. And then it was just like, oh my God. And I had left late. So... (laughs) So I thought it was coming in. I can't believe it. I'm not going to say that I got here in 15 minutes from Long Lake. But I might have. <laughs> That's impressive. Mm-hmm. So you're asking about French fries. Holy moly. We've already got 24 people weighing in on who has the best French fries. And the reason I asked this question is because yesterday. OK, first of all, this week for me has been very judgy, super judgy week. Uh, I did the Sam Slam on Tuesday night, which, you know, we judged the sommeliers and their pairings with food at okay. Manello, which was, of course, the top of the week. I kind of wish I would have ended with that. But instead, I moved from that, that beautiful cuisine beautiful wines to rib fest so i judged all 10 ribs at rib fest and that's a blind silent tasting which is i don't know which ribs are whose and i'm not we weren't allowed to talk the judges aren't allowed to come to any sort of consensus whatsoever so who won that we don't know okay we won't know until i think tomorrow or today i think they announced it today okay we asked to be notified of the emails um um, but as far as we know, I th- we all think we picked number four, if that means anything to anybody, which it doesn't. So, but it was funny how it was because after we turn in our sheets, we can chat. And then, so after we did that, it turned out we all thought that the number four was kind of the best one. And then we were waffling on one and five between second and third place. But I mean, this is $10,000, you guys, $10,000. And that's why I was like, I got to give this a little thought and some serious consideration. I don't want to just be like, yeah, this one tastes good. This one tastes fine. Right. So. We really thought about it. So it was, it was good. So who knows? Um, but then finally yesterday was my final judging of the week and it was for the Aquatennial and Mayor Fry, Mayor Jacob Fry, uh, w- decided to do a fry throwdown on funny. the Nicollet Mall. It was cute. Fry's fries, right? And he goes, this is like, so people can finally understand how to pronounce my name. It's not Frey. It's not Fry. <laughs> Fry. It's just Fry. So. 
Um, so we did it. And so there was eight people who came up with dishes for French fries. Now, here's the thing. If you were supposed to ha- come up with a dish, it wasn't just judging based on your fry. It was based on the dish. So... Here's a question. And you had to be in Minneapolis, right? Yep. They okay. had, yeah, they had all Minneapolis restaurants. Um, and, but I mean, Red Cow, which has, you know, places sure. around. But so, <laughs> so they said you have to come up with a dish and you can't use any more than 10 ingredients on top of your French fries. So I was thinking, you know, okay, that'll be interesting. Let's see what we get. I mean, what is, if, if someone told you to make a dish. Poutine. See? That's what I, people would make. They all made poutine. And I all? Felt, well, not all, but. The out of eight, like five. Oh, five poutines. Yeah, if I was in a competition, I could you have one only one entry? Yeah, yeah, I may mix it up a bit. Yeah, um, uh, taco fry, huh? Taco fries. Well, okay, Popo Catepe, which is at Chino Latino, they do they make your fries into nachos. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why wouldn't you do that? Cheesy fries, no chili cheese fries. Okay, I thought about that. I know, right? So did I, and then. Um, and then I was thinking about, well, okay, so just running down a little bit of it, there was, you know, there was a, there was a lot of poutine. There was one from Red Cow, which was, oh God, if I would have, if I would have like followed my instincts to eat all of it, it had the two scotch <laughs> eggs, the gravy, it had sausage gravy on it on top of these fries. Floating. It would have been, it would have been a nightmare of an evening yeah. because it was delicious, but it was also the heaviest thing. I couldn't even lift it. It was so heavy. But a scotch egg, you put that in front of me. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm yours, basically, if it's done well. So then Intent, there was... single men. Yes, hello. <laughs> Notice. You can make a scotch egg. Scotch egg, or just bring one to me. Uh, there, was, uh, there was one from the newsroom, shockingly, that had some pickled bits on it. And that was like the first one. I was like, oh, some acidity, guys. Hey, yeah. what do you know about that? Look at that go. And that was beautiful. I thought that was really nice. Um, and then we moved into, you know, then uh, the Bird Rocks. They did what I was as close to it. They did a non-meat fry with like a Greek salad. Yum. And so they just put, yeah. you know, like they had olives and tomatoes and cucumbers sliced up. And they had this beautiful whipped feta. So it was like this veggie version of like cheese fries, Yum. right? I thought it was great. I thought their fries could have been done a little bit more. Yeah. They looked a little. Sometimes they can get soggy. Underdone. And then all of a sudden, out of the nowhere, we get this beautiful cup of fries, hand cut fries. First hand cut. So that it was like number five. First hand cuts. And then it was, uh, and it had this like beer cheese sauce mixed in with this barbacoa and it was blowing my mind i was like okay again i'm gonna eat this entire cup of fries it was beautiful it was perfect and i said this is my front runner and who was that from that was from fulton oh and so then second and then right after that we got devil's advocate which was amazing which was the only poutine that i can say that i kind of want to put my endorsement behind because what they did was they they dry rubbed the fries and then fried them so they were super crispy i think they were double fried yeah and then they had uh a mushrooms home sausage homemade sausage and mushroom gravy that was just it was so good and then they did they had a little sear on their cheese curds so there was just that little crisp outer edge and they were super melty it was it was the perfect poutine of all time so if there was going to be a poutine, that was going to be the winner. And then the third, I wonder if they have that on the menu. Well, they're all going to put. I think most of them are going to put them on the menu. Nice. Um, and I think Eric said for sure they are. And then there was the last one was this weird dish of uh, spaghetti sauce, sort of. <laughs> it was tomato sauce, fries, and fresh mozzarella and basil. I could see that it was trying to caprese it. It just it didn't yeah. really work. And that was fine. But so the winner was constant or was uh, Fulton with the beer cheese. Okay. So they won. The second one was. Um, 
was Devil's Advocate. Okay. So they're, they're runners up. But my thought of that all was there's a couple things that shocked me. And this is why I wanted to ask who has the best fries in town. No crinkle fries. Where are my crinkle fries? St. Dinette. Okay, right? <laughs> but where else besides Culver's and St. Dinette? There's got to be some out there because those are the best fries ever. And then I thought, okay, so that was the first thing. Secondly, no, like what we're saying, chili cheese fries. Is that not a thing in Minneapolis and Minnesota? Is that just like a diner thing on the side and things we kind of know about? I don't know. They have it at Gordy's Hi-Hat. That's not even in the metro. <laughs> like, why are there no more? Why aren't there a lot of chili cheese fries around? Uh, peppers and fries. Has do they chili have cheese it? fries. Yes, okay. they do. Okay. That's good to know. Um, and then, then I thought I was a li- like, no, like, like one hand cut fries in there or two, I think. So did Devil's Advocate. But I mean, I get a frozen fry. Don't trust me. I don't mind a frozen fry if it's done and cooked correctly, but it kind of surprised me. Yeah. There's great hand cut fries at Shamrocks. Yeah. Really good ones. You know, see, or, uh, my favorites used to be Salute forever. Yeah. Those, those ones, are really good oh. fries too. Also, and I'm going to tell you the fry dish that if I would have made like kind of a fry dish, besides like a basic Popo Catepe from. Uh, Chilatino, which was always my favorite, which was just literally like black beans, chicken, or pulled pork, and then avocados, sour cream, like the whole thing. Yep. Um, mine goes into like the buffalo place where I take French fries, and then I put a ton of green onions and blue cheese on there, and then I drizzle it with creme fraiche and buffalo sauce. Okay, that sounds really good. I know. The whole time you were talking, I was thinking, did no one do like barbecue fries? No one. No one did barbecue fries. Like. Barbecue yeah. and Sauce fries and, and like, like, like cheddar all. cheese ri- on yeah, top of that. Yeah, a bunch of onions. And yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really good. I know. So, okay. So the question is, who has the best French fries in town? So get over there and answer. And you can answer like a place. You can also let me know if you'd like a crinkle cut over a skinny cut. If you are the kind of French fry guy who is, see my daughter Megan and I, we are the, we are the perfect fry partners because we can share a basket because I like the, the soggy and mushy ones and she loves the crispy, overly done ones. Oh, so I'm more crispy. Good, you and I so you and I are a good match too. too. So anyway, give us a shout out over there. Uh, yeah, because she's got the question about where your favorite fries are. Yeah. Um, all right. So we have a great show coming up for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about gardening. We're going to talk about going for a drive. We're going to talk about Netflix and we're going to talk about burgers. When we come back, you're listening to the weekly dish. I'm heading to El Burrito Mercado tonight. They're having their 40th anniversary celebration all month of July. So make sure you visit them in St. Paul or you can go in Minneapolis because they're open there now too. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this gorgeous Saturday, by the way. I am totally doors off, tops down, driving around town today because it is gorgeous outside. It is incredible. And it was, it's not as smoky hot as it was yesterday. Let's just put that in there. I rode 30 miles on my bike yesterday. Did you really? And someone was like, oh my gosh, in the seat, I was like, yeah, that really was kind of hot. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I saw some guy running and I was like, look, it's not worth it, guy. Oh, I just think like for oh. the what you're and, I, and <laughs> my well-oiled machine body is not the same as I know other people's. And so it's like, but I just think that the amount of taxation on your body when you're doing that thing, like in that heat, I just don't know if that's when I would good. train for the marathons. I would get up at like four in the morning sometimes so that I could get the run over by 7 a.m. in these super hot days. Yeah. Um, I also thought about you. <laughs> because my scale broke and I was like okay do I and if you listen to our podcast Stephanie and I spend a lot of time talking about our feelings about food there's in a, a lot of much therapy more on the pods. it's the podcast is the second helpings of weekly dish and yeah. you can only get that content by subscribing 
And you should subscribe yeah. at iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast One, wherever you find your podcasts. But so I was like, okay, is this an opportunity to not buy the scale? Yes. I couldn't do it. Oh, you had I to ordered go buy one. one. I may still I may still just sit with it and then maybe send it back. Just leave it in the box. But I just I I but I thought about it for a couple of days and you were like in my face, in my in I closed my eyes face. and you were like What is a number? Why? What is a number? What are you doing? What is a number? What is the point? Yeah. What is it gonna change? Like yeah. I was just channeling you so hard. If you if you're gonna change your life for a matter of a one number or another number, and then what if that scale was wrong and that meant that you were doing all of that for nothing? I mean I, the, the yeah, idea that someone's like, Well, I need laughing. when everyone tells me I need five pounds, I'm like, you are scale obsessed if you think that that's the deal yeah so so there you go anyway that's my feelings on that um okay so let's we are going to talk a little bit about something that's going on right now that has been sort of occupying my entire life so i and i alluded to it last week because i talked about burger night at together farms which i hope you guys still go out for but we have launched with the magazine the burger bracket so i want to talk a little bit about and explain some stuff with it because there's some confusion and I think that that's great. I got your burger issue. It's good. Did you like it? Did yeah. you like the cover? I did like the cover. That was my favorite part. Yeah, that was, that was your favorite part. <laughs> well, just because that it means looked- that I wasted all the time. No, no, no. <laughs> I just thought it was really well done. It was pretty, right? Yeah. Um, so the burger bracket, you guys, is the August issue. We always do a food thing, and we haven't done a burger issue since 2013. I feel like that's all you do, but it's just because that you and I talk the about them so much. Well, and that was also one of the, Somebody on Twitter said, oh, is it great how they do a burger issue every, you know, 12 times a year? And I'm like, you would think, wouldn't you? And I answered, they like, 2013, 2013, six years ago was the last time. I remember that like it was yesterday and that and the fried chicken recipe, the fried chicken where you had to have fried chicken and you ate it like 10 different places. I know. And that was the best of the best. Fried chicken out of your pores. Yeah. That was still awesome. But uh, the burger bracket is uh, something where we, and this is sort of the continuous of 2013 because lord knows in six years our burger our burger landscape has changed and you know we have done burger stories you know we did a burger crawl in 2015 and we kind of put a couple more you know up on the pedestal but so what we did was we decided that there are the league of champions this is sort of those things where like when i ask you what's your favorite burger or what are the best burgers in town we all can say parlor we all can say revival we all happen to say saint dinette you know Shamrocks. yeah you know well the Brunson's. nook is the nook is in there because yep. it's it's the shamrock and the nook are the yeah. same in my mind. And so we came up with the 12 burgers, you know, that were sort of like the institutions. And then from the 2013 issue, we'd had um, a few that were in there that dropped out, like the Vincent burger we took off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, but nonetheless, like, you know, the Victory 44 Perfect Burger won that bracket in 2013. So we put it in this bracket because it's at Willard's now. Yeah. So we have these 12 burgers that are already in the institution. There are, this is the League of Champions. We got a photo taken at the Minneapolis Institute of Arts, which is hysterical that they let us in there with all these burgers. Yep. That was funny. I got to tell you, the guys from, from the Nook were like, this is really weird. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever brought a burger to a museum before. <laughs> But it is museum worthy. It was museum worthy, especially the Nookie Supreme, yeah. which is like this triple stacked monster of a burger. So the idea was, is that there are these, you know, these legends. And then we want to figure out who's the next greatest, like who beyond the ones that we always seem to talk about and photograph and everything else. Who's the next? You know, who could join that rank? Because that's the contention. That's the discussion. Right. And it could be anything. It could be anything like 
the Belcor burger, the Dirty French, which is a big, messy, you know, cheesy but truffle saucy, decadent bomb of a burger. Yeah. But it could also be Sandy's Tavern, which yep. is this great little place in Richfield, cash only, totally one of the last prohibition burger dives and uh it's you know an olive burger with sour cream and it's so yeah. good dudes if you guys are looking for a salt fix that olive burger <laughs> that just hits it all that hits it all in the right places so we picked 32 of these burgers that are gonna wait that we want you guys to vote in and vote on um so i want to run through i'm going to ask sure. you can i ask you yeah. did you vote no or, okay that's okay i'm not gonna um uh, because the other thing is like, they're going to go around. So we did pick 32. Yep. So that means that you have still, I think until today to vote okay. in these. And so I want to make sure that you guys, yep, here we go. So I'm going to tell you who the, who the people are Got and you're going to tell me who you would vote for. All right. So the first matchup, here's the thing. There's only one company that has two burgers in the mix. And so I had to pit them against each other right away because I did not want. And it's it, red cow. No, it's, it's, uh, it's Jester. Oh, okay. Yeah. So because <laughs> because we didn't have and I'll tell you why Red Cow isn't in here is because because it is a bracket and because it's a public vote, we kind of got into a place where we only were letting in single unit places. Got it. Because if you have a multi-unit place, you have a lot more people who are weighing yeah, in necessarily on your behalf versus a true public opinion. So, what we got here is we got PS Steak, the steak burger yep. versus Constantine's the dirty double. Steak burger. You go steak burger. Okay. I voted that for you. Okay. The second match out of 16, we have Lowry Hill Meats Burger, which is this beautiful, you know, they have it at the butcher shop versus the Lynn Hall, which has a double, they call it the double beef burger. And it's a burger on top of short rib with a fried egg on top. That sounds really good, but I'm going to go with the butcher. Low, the Lowry Hill. Because I love that butcher. Yeah. And I just think he's incredible. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Number three. Sorry, Lynn Hall. That's okay. Manny, and you have to know that you can't feel bad for any. I mean, like, this is just yep. a, this is a bracket, right? All right. So we have uh, number three. We have Manny's. Manny's is a big, sloppy $28 giant steakhouse burger versus Eastside. Uh, Going Jamie, with Eastside, oh. protesting Manny's on the price alone. Oh, okay, okay. Eastside comes on a pedestal, too. Okay, all right. So then we have uh, the Birch Steak Burger, which is Birch Steak. They have a Wagyu burger that has a lot of crunchy good slaw on it. A little bit, you know, alternative with the crunchy slaw, but good. Bandbox, the Baby Double Burger, which is a totally dive diner burger. Super sweaty onions on that burger in the I best way. I have to go with Bandbox because oh. you know that's where we first ate together. Is it? You and me. I don't remember that. Yep. Oh, it's like our it's like our first. It's like our first date spot. Wow. That's crazy. I know it is crazy. I I don't even know and I knew right away. And I'd already I'd already said, Hey, do you want to do this show with me? But but we hadn't spent a lot of time together. So you're like, Well, maybe we should go eat. Oh, funny. And we did. We went to Bandbox. I I was trying to think. I was like, I knew I had been there, but it had been a long time. It was with me. Oh god. Okay. All right, here it is. Belcour, Dirty French versus Sandy's Tavern Olive Burger. The olives and really? Sandy's Tavern. I just love that place. Okay. It's sweet. You have been there. They don't try so hard. No, they try zero yeah. hard at all. In fact, I don't know if they'll be around <laughs> by the end of this bracket because they try not hard. And it's it's being sold. Yeah, They're trying to sell he's it. He's always trying to yeah. sell it. So, yeah, Marty, he's a great guy. All right. Uh, St. Genevieve's, the St. G Burger, which is a Wagyu brisket blend with all... Bo- and they have, they put the cornichons, the pickly pickles on the burger themselves versus Copper Cow, Swiss forager which by the way is one of my favorites like if you're getting a mushroom swiss burger you're doing it wrong unless you go there for that okay this is a tough one. i know this is a tough one because i like both of these places yes and and uh 
am going to go with St. Genevieve just because it's a little less gratuitous. Okay. And they might need my help because Copper Cow, uh, is cow has the like, big fried burger. And, yeah. and I like St. Genevieve. I think they're an underrated spot. Okay. But also, I did not pick the deep fried burger or the donut burger at Copper Cow because those are... St- Stunt burgers. But a lot of people know about the stunt burgers. So I'm going to give it to St. Genevieve just to be the contrarian. Okay. All right. Lynn 65 cheeseburger versus the Red Rooster double cheeseburger. Okay. Lynn 65 is in Ridge, in Richfield. It's Ben Rents. It's, it's the, it's the homage to the Ocheval cheeseburger in Chicago, which is legendary versus a double cheeseburger in a bar that is in my hometown. (laughs) I gotta go Ben Rents, Lynn 65. Okay. I'll let you have that one. I won't actually click the other one for you. Um, all right. We have Martina, the double cheeseburger, which is at brunch only, which was, you know, once at El Foro. Also, made by the guy who invented the parlor burger and versus the park tavern butcher burger which is a beautiful play thing at a bowling alley a crazy good shockingly what burger with caramelized onions that kill i've had that burger and i'm gonna vote for it at the park tavern oh look at you go okay cafe alma's double cheeseburger which is only at uh only on thursday nights and versus manger which is or manger which is a big brick of a burger out of a wood-fired oven in Bayport. I'm voting for that just because okay. if your burger's only available one night a week, you're, it's you too have much a work. Okay, TC, we got to switch to the TC 400 hangover burger, which is a big, messy thing, fried egg, like Crybaby Craig's aioli sauce versus Jelly Bean and Julia's trucker burger, which is up in Anoka, cute little lady-run barbecue spot. Tavern 400. Okay. And tongue-in-cheek, six ounces to freedom, double cheeseburger, humanely raised versus Meister's up in Scandia, Two-pounder. Tongue-in-cheek. Okay. Who uh, wants to eat two pounds of beef? Some Gross. people do. Surly Hall Burger. We've had this together versus Beast Barbecue Double Butt Pork Burger. Beast. Okay. And then we're going to go Lexington versus Mickey's Diner. Patty Melt. The Lex. Okay. I didn't even have... I should have just clicked that for you. Groveland Tap Guacamole Burger versus Jay Selby's Dirty Secret Veggie Burger. I love that veggie burger at Jay Selby's and it kills me, but I'm going to vote for Jay Selby's. Oh! Oh, sorry, Craig. Okay. Octofish Bar, Birch's Lower Town, Peterson Burger versus Ob's Sports Bar and Grill, Dixie Patty on Rye. Octofish Bar. I love that Peterson. Okay. Last one. Bullshorn, double Bullshorn Cheeseburger versus the Home Street Burger, which is a blue stuffed burger. Bullshorn. Okay, there it is, you guys. Okay. That's your matchups. You got to go to burger. You go to mspmag.com, and I'm going to put the burger bracket up on the Facebook page. You guys can get in there and vote, and then we'll talk about what happens next. By the way, every time you vote, you are registered to win gift cards. So I there you it. go. We'll be right we'll back. Be back. All right, everybody, you're listening to the Weekly Dish. We are presented by El Burrito Mercado. You can join them for brunch in Minneapolis on Friday, or excuse me, on Saturday or Sunday. They have beautiful patios at both locations too, St. Paul and Minneapolis. So check out El Burrito Mercado, family owned since 1970. Um, all right. So the funny thing about my segment today is I think you guys know that Stephanie and I have sort of this grid that's in the cloud and we both contribute to it, but we don't really discuss it necessarily. And sometimes we don't put the grid together until 10 o'clock on a Friday night. Let's be honest. So I've been out of town. So I get in there and I'm like, this is what I'm doing. She's like, did you see what I wrote? And of course, she gives me a little bit of crap and rightly so, because I don't always read her <laughs> blogs, the feed. But I actually did read it, but I didn't read it till this morning. Oh, really? So last night as I putting up my what I'm going to talk about. I went for a drive. I've been going for a lot of drives. Yeah. Um, I went to Big Top Chautauqua in the van. In case you're wondering, the inaugural trip was pretty good. We only had a small electrical fire 
and um, gas issue where the gas was bubbling up because the overflow thing was rotten. Yeah. But these are all things that Kurt's already fixed. So <laughs> we're on a roll. <laughs> right. It actually was really cute and fun. And if you could have seen us pull up to the Big Top Chautauqua in the van with my six friends who... I'm not even going to lie. One of them might be having smoked an illegal substance on the way. <laughs> and I'm in the back seat like, hello. Yeah. This is not good. <laughs> and they're like, what are you? The narc? Like, I felt like I was in high school. Yeah. And we pull up to the big top and we're like, oh, roll down the window to figure out where we're supposed to park. And she's the lady goes, um, yeah, you can put your contraption right over, over there. there. I'm like, a contraption? Yeah. We have spent $12,000 on re-outfitting this contraption. Come on. <laughs> Which was... <laughs> Which we added that up over the weekend and we both looked at each other and we were like, man. Wow. Think of the van we could have bought. Yeah, think of the van yep. you could have bought. But all these things aside, right. we've been going for a lot of drives. Um, we went yesterday and we drove down to Cannon Falls mm-hmm. and we did the bike ride, which if you are someone who likes to ride their bike, the Cannon Falls Trail is so beautiful. Yeah. we I have a road bike and I don't like to literally ride it on the road because I'm anxious because I'm clipped in and I'm sure I'm in a car is going to kill me. Yeah. So I only ride it on this tra- these trails. Then we went down, we rode 15 miles down, 15 miles back, stopped at, you know where they have the um, river tubing? Yes. Down in Walsh Village. Yeah, yeah. It's been suspended. Like, oh. they haven't been doing it all summer because the water's so high. It's too high. The river is just running like crazy. Yeah, it's a little scary. So we stopped at the River Inn down there and had a beer. Yeah. And then cycled back. And then we went to the brewery that's in Cannon Falls, the Tillian Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. It overlooks the dam. Mm-hmm. And they've got a lot of games in there and popcorn. It's kind of a fun spot. Did you stop at Artisan Plaza? I did. CJD? I did. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to. It's I was okay. just waiting. I was like, <laughs> did she? Did she? Oh was she there? And then she didn't? Yeah. So then we went to the Cannon Valley Winery yes. and just stopped in and had a little Sip. tour around. And then we went to Artisan Plaza, which is the JD Fratsky is, has partnered or is consulting on. Artisan Plaza is literally a truck stop that is a pizza place. And then they added on and made like a deli. And then they added on and made a steak supper clubby type restaurant that's called Falls Landing. And that's where JD is cooking. And we were the first people there because we were there really early. And Kurt was like, we're not going to eat dinner, are we? I was like, oh, yes, we are. We're here. We're going to eat dinner. Yeah. And it was so pretty in there. Yeah. Really beautiful aesthetic. Yeah. They they are serious. The guys who are in partnership and who actually own the place are serious collectors and have really gone and found a lot of memorabilia and a lot of authentic pieces of historic Minnesota, you know. The bar itself. Memorabilia. Yeah. yeah the bar itself they pulled piece. up. And JD, when I was walking around it before it was totally done, had said that they're really the idea is like to get. To bring sort of an uh, the feeling of a fish camp or the way that the gangsters used to come south and head down to this area and this was be where they would relax. Like they would have their little clubs, their little secret clubhouses all over the place. It felt like a secret clubhouse. Yeah. I liked it. What was interesting was, you know how um, a lot of these restaurants have like concrete polished floors? Yeah. They put oriental rugs underneath the tables mm-hmm. on top of these concrete polished floors. So the sound in there was a much better experience. Yeah. So if you're looking for a place that you feel like you can hear, yeah. I would say that that's a good place to try. Um, I had a really great meal. It was like a walleye roulade and it was served on green beans with a delicious sauce. 
I had a salad, which I loved. Kurt had the um, po' boy, which was with perch. Yeah. I'm noticing a lot of restaurants are putting perch on their menu. And I asked J.D. about that. He's like, yeah, the fish guys have a great source Yeah, up in Canada. So you're seeing a lot more perch, which I love perch. I right. think perch is amazing. Me too. They're like the little, almost like the little sunnies, you know, that yeah, you used to throw like, back. Yeah, they're small fish. <laughs> yeah. And so they're actually quite delicious. They're just, you have to treat them right. Um, here is something that I did that I just thought you would die. So... All summer, I've been on the hunt for Bridgman's black licorice ice yes, cream, right? Every time I see it, I'm looking. I go to any ice cream place and I look for it. Now, I've heard that Fletcher's in Northeast, which is a fairly new spot, has it. So I'm going to get out there possibly this weekend. But I'm in the deli of Artisan Plaza and I'm looking at the different products that they have. It's kind of like a grocery store deli. Yeah. And I see the Bridgman's like case. So I'm looking in the case. Nope, they don't have it. So I'm kind of bummed. So I'm walking. We're going to go into the restaurant. We're going to eat. And keep in mind, I've just rode 30 miles. I'm so sweaty. Yeah. And I spy the Bridgman's ice cream in the case, in the like freezer case. Yeah. And I go over and I look and there's only like four flavors. Yeah. Stephanie, they had it. (sighs) And I couldn't bring it home. No. Because I'm 45 minutes from home and it's 90 degrees out. So after our delicious meal (laughs) at Fall Slanting. Yeah. I, the lady's like, I said, do you have a dessert menu? She's like, no, we don't really have any dessert. I'm like, okay, here's what I really here's need you to need do for you me. And I know it's weird and it's pushing the bounds of hospitality, but if you could do this, I'd really appreciate it. I'm like, you can go into the store and get the Bridgman's black licorice ice cream. It's $4.99 for the carton. Get the carton, open it, serve me some. You guys can eat the rest because I can't bring it home. Yeah. And you can charge me like eight ninety nine or whatever you would charge. Yeah. I don't care. I just want to eat that ice cream. And Kurt is looking at me like you are such a nut. Yeah, right. Oh, she totally did it. Yeah. So at the time, I didn't know JD was in the kitchen. I'm not usually the person that's like, like hey, oh, is hey, so-and-so here. So, yeah. So I eat the ice cream. I eat like, <laughs> honestly, like a bowl full like you would eat when you were young. Yeah. Like the biggest bowl of ice cream ever. My stomach hurts so bad on the way home. And we're leaving, and he happened to just be sitting right there outside the cooler. And I go, yeah, if you're wondering who the weirdo is, he goes, is it you? I'm like, yes. Oh, my God. So, A, great food. Yeah. B, really clever concept, mm-hmm. fun. I think it it's just weird enough that I think it'll work because it'll attract people from Rochester. It'll bring people down from the south. It's literally only 20 minutes from downtown St. Paul. Yeah. I know. It's just, I, and I'm hoping to. Yeah. I just, I worry. That's why I'm like, everybody get out and go. And you know, you know why else? I think, cause I used to drive to the Mayo Clinic all the time cause I was a patient there. Yeah. So there's a lot of us that are doing that too. That's true. So. There are. That's, that's a really good point. And I drove past the Coat Supper Club and I thought of you. Yeah. I the love Coats that burger. burger. That one, you have to make sure you ask for it like pink. A third burger. Like it's, I think it was less than $7. It's yeah. so cheap. Yeah. They also have a half pound burger. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Oh, and then speaking of still driving, yep. I just want to mention that I did make it to Willard's. You did. I did. Oh, you went up north. I went to on the way home from the cabin. We stopped in Cambridge and visited our friend Chef Eric Harsey at Willard's and had just the trout spread was so fantastic with the potato chips. I had an awesome Bloody Mary. Oh, That's where I saw that they were um, infusing Tattersall Aqua V with the strawberries and the mint. Oh, it just looked crazy yeah, good. Uh-huh. Kurt had a hamburger that was so incredible. If you like liver um, pate, they had it on like a brioche toast with just these caramelized um, red onions and just everything up there was really delicious. Everything. I die that I see all that Truffle food fries, being done there. I know. I can't just 
pop in. Yeah, you can pop in though, and apparently people are. And he said that people, if you go up there and you visit, say hi that Weekly Dish sent you. He's mm-hmm. a friend of the show. Um, so went there, and I think I got it all. Good. Okay, so right. go for a drive, people. Go for a drive. And read Stephanie's feed because she's got a lot more driving <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Not that many. We'll be Although back. it is Kolachi days. Okay, goodbye. Oh, it is. We are at the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, and you can call and ask us your questions live on the air, 651-641-1071. Sonny will be on standby, ready to take your calls, 651-641-1071. If you want to weigh in on a summer drive that you've taken or a place that you're excited about. Or if you want to talk French fries. Or if you want to ask us questions just generally about where to eat. Um, We are your concierge anytime and we always are available to you on the Weekly Dish Facebook page, on our radio show page at mytalk1071.com. Also, you can find us at Stephanie's Dish on Instagram, at Stephanie March on Instagram, and we're on Twitter, too. You can basically just find us all the darn time if you must know the truth. Um, all right, so we had some questions that have come in uh, over the last week. And here is one from Nancy in Lindstrom. Okay, Nancy. And Nancy says she needs a recommendation for beef Wellington restaurants in the area. And this <laughs> keeps coming up. Why? And Four Paws used to have uh, beef Wellington, but they've since closed. Beef Wellington is not a very summery dish either. I'm just saying she's looking for it. So uh, Here's one. Merlin's has it. Merlin's, Merlin's Rest on Lake Street. Yep, that's a great one. Also, Wildfire in Eden Prairie apparently has Beef Wellington. Okay, so Nancy, there you go. Merlin's and Wildfighter Fire. Fire in, Easy for me to say. Yeah, I think sometimes at Murray's they have it. Steak. Okay. Murray's Steakhouse. Um, can Here's one from, yeah. the, you see this one from Chris. Chris says happy hour. She's like, hey, we have a group of seven moms and daughters getting together for happy hour on Tuesday. We'd like somewhere we can easily do lots of gabbing. Doesn't have to be official happy hour, just a good gathering space around downtown Minneapolis, northeast, uptown Linden Hills preferred. Okay. What do you think about that? It's a Tuesday happy hour. Tuesday is kind of a hard one for happy hours. Why? Well, I mean, she doesn't need it to be a special. That's just the time of day they're going. Um, so I was thinking, so I was thinking East side would be a fun place to them to go, yes. which is downtown Minneapolis. But what they have is they have, when they open the doors, the bar, it has like the patio outside and inside. And they also have a group of seven moms and daughters. They have a great round table that you could access and do what they call. I love a round table yeah, like that. Yeah. And that one would be a really nice one to kind of go to, or actually grand cafe, because here's what they have going on, by the way. They have something called the snack attack, where it's like you go and you basically get a bottle of wine and they just throw out a bunch of like snacky good things on your table. And it's like oysters and shellfish and like, you know, pretty things. And for ladies, that would be a really fun spot to go. Okay. I have another one, I think. Okay. Uh, It's Greek to me. It's in Uptown, so it's centrally located. They have a really, really beautiful patio. Yes. Um, It's just, it makes you kind of feel like you're in someone's Grecian home and just sitting on their patio. It's just lovely. And they have happy hour, and I think it would be a great spot. Yeah, they also have a snacky situation mm-hmm. where you can order like one thing and then you get like a whole platter. I think like for happy hour, it's not about eating food really. It's just about snacking on a lot of stuff. Yeah, their patio. Oh my gosh. And they have a fountain. Like it's just mm-hmm. really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And I think a great place for moms and daughters together. That's a great idea. And that's kind of uptowny. Yeah. Good. So there you go. I hope that you got some good 
651-641-1071. No one's calling because they're so busy. Because it's so outside and Beautiful. pretty outside. Um, we okay. did have one caller. Oh, oh, let's have it. They uh, mentioned a restaurant called Saunders Shaker. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they said that that was a good place to go. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about that. So it's in Northeast. Yeah. It's the it's, old, they ripped down knives and tore my knives. heart out. And then they put up two restaurants that are... You know, one is called Sonder Shaker, and then they put up the old knives. Don't go to the old knives, which is the new knives. Yep. Um, but the Sonder Shaker is a cute little place, and there's a lot of great, um, there's a lot of good stuff there. Also, you know what? Well, this is not really, yeah, and that's in Northeast. That's good. I was going to say Hodges Bend across from us is a nice little place for gathering. You know, but it's not, it's not in Minneapolis, really. No, but it's kind of a weird spot that is comfy and cozy and a great place for, like, you know, those conversations you need to have with friends where like the person might cry or you might cry just like those intense, like we need to get together conversations. Yeah. Hodges Bend is a good place for that. Huh. Because they've got big high booths. Yeah. The high booths are the key. Yeah. And you can like sit there with your friends. They've got coffee, tea and drinks. So mm-hmm. you could like start out with the coffee. And then if you feel like you need to go into the drinky situation, because yeah. sometimes you do. I, I like that place. That is a good idea. Um, also, I would say that, by the way, if you're in Northeast, I mean, I think you could go to the back bar at Young Joni for happy hour on like on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like if you're going early enough, you could probably get a great, you know, kind of a nice, cute hang back there. And then you could say you went there because a lot of people are trying to get into that place and it's hard to get into. So there's that. Um, just a quick uh, shout out for our friends at Singing Hills Goat Dairy. Mm-hmm. They are at the Mill City Farmers Market on weekends, and they make these most delicious goat cheese. They have tons of goats. They're beautiful people, and apparently the farm is struggling and looking for uh someone who may be interested in taking it over, or helping invest in it, or potentially having some other creative solutions for them. So. Yeah. We put a post up on our Facebook page. The two women that are the proprietors of that place are just fantastic. And if you know any ideas of people that want goat farms or are interested in helping out, <laughs> anybody in some way who's possible, actively looking for a goat farm, <laughs> uh, please reach out to Singing Hills Goat Dairy because I would hate to see, yeah, uh, that we wouldn't be able to have their cheese. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of the thing. Uh, oh, we have a suggestion for Beef Wellington, by the way, you guys. Oh, great. Yeah. Gail has sent us a note saying that Reve Bistro and Bar in Stillwater has excellent Beef Wellington. Oh, good to Thank know. Thank you, Gail. Good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, I know. There's That's the thing, you know. You can't quite tell. Um, I just wanted you guys to know that the Facebook page, we do have uh, the question of who has the best French fries in town. I think Meritage is handily winning. They really Holy seem... moly. So many people are saying Meritage and it's kind of great. And they do have great fries. Yeah. And there's the like... duck fat fries. Yes. But I mean, there's a couple good uh, off the charts ones like the meat market in Forest Lake. Do you know about that place? Uh-uh. Cute little place. Annie's Parlor. A lot of people love that. Uh, toss up between Yum and Anchor Fish and Chips. Okay. The side order of gravy from Missy. She says that. Yeah, I do love uh, Anchor's chi- uh, fish and chips. Uh, the State Fair. <laughs> a lot of people are ready for that. And they are down for the fact that the State Fair is coming. I and if tell you. you are listening uh, and you want to hear all about the State Fair news every day, make sure that you subscribe to Podcast on a Stick. That's the podcast that Stephanie March and I will be doing every day from the State Fair. And you want to make sure to not miss it. So we'll go ahead and take a break and we'll be back for the second hour. You're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by El Burrito Mercado.